So, oh. whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Let's, let's we probably, probably don't really want to do that. So, uh, this is uh, one of the first uh, Fecal Face interviews. We're here with uh, French. Hello. Welcome to uh, the Fecal Face office. Thanks for having me. Oh, of thanks course. for dinner. Oh, yeah, of course. So, what, what are we listening to right here? We're going to do a little bit of a death metal thing later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is off the new Malignancy album, which I just picked up. Uh, well, today, I guess. Yeah, Inhuman Grotesqueries, I think is how you say it. Is that how you say I it? Think, I think so. Yeah. I, I guess that's how you say it, yeah. The new album from New York's finest. Well, other than Morticians, New York's finest. Yeah. I guess. So this is so. good. Actually, we're going to do a little interview part right now, and then, uh, then you can download the... Uh, death metal part of the interview afterwards yeah or you already downloaded i don't know yeah i guess so, so. actually we can just leave that music on uh gently in I the think background be a good idea. does it sound pretty good yeah just about here yeah so mr french first how did you how did you end up here in san francisco um well i had some work in an exhibition with giant robot at the scion gallery in la about Two weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago. So um, they they paid for me to come out, and then I went to Vegas with 2K by Gingham t-shirts for a trade show after the exhibition with Giant Robot, and then went back to LA, and then my friends were flying into San Francisco to go skateboarding for two weeks, so I just thought I'd come here for two weeks and hang out with them, and so stay with Alicia, <coughs> and go on bomb hills, and go to the beach with you guys, and have a fire, and you know, walk home, and take like five hours to walk home, and watch you fall asleep in the park <laughs> <laughs> so you've been to san francisco before this isn't your first time or anything no i've been here like three times i think yeah what, nice what, do you, what do you think of san francisco it's great have you been to any uh, art shows or anything like that since you've been here or? uh came to the fecal face thing on the first night um yeah like that was pretty cool like it's good to see kill pixie stuff like i hadn't actually really seen any of it because he had the show after me at um, monster children when i was in australia so and he kept saying, like, come and see my studio, but we never really managed to make it to go and see his artwork and stuff. Like, it always seemed to be... I mean, I, I met him on, like, one of the days, and I left, like, the Friday or something, so I didn't really get to see a lot of his stuff. So it was kind of cool to, like, get to see some of his work, and it's pretty amazing, especially the one with the big Slayer logo on it. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Like, it's pretty rad stuff. So it's nice to see that, and it's cool to come to, like, Sydney and see someone you know from the other side of the world, like, come to San Francisco and just be like, whoa... Kill Pixie's been here then. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, so. the internet's crazy like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it makes the world so small. Yeah. Right. Um, so then, uh, what have you... So you've been skating around a little bit, and uh, what else have you been up to in San Francisco? Uh, I guess you saw saw me fall down and... Yeah, came to the beach, being build, helping build mini ramps with Alicia's roommate Tim and Jason. Watched Jason dislocate his hand on the mini ramp, which is pretty harsh. Yeah, how's he doing? I think he's doing all right. I think he's doing all right. I think he might have to have surgery on his ligaments, but I don't know. He was cool yesterday. He took us to skate at Backyard Bowl as well, like some guys down the street from him on Sunset. So that was cool. And then, yeah, just been skating around the last few days with Andreas and, you know, been for a few beers, like met up with the other, my other friends from Aldershot and stuff. So, you know, pretty chilled so far. I went to Berkeley today. Went to Deluxe, like, saw those guys. So, you know, it's, it's pretty mellow at the moment, like, Looking forward to going up the coast and going to Oregon. So, and that part of the trip is just to go up and skate all the parks. Or? Yeah, just gonna go up and skate all the parks. There's a bunch of guys that I met 
that from Portland and stuff. So I'm gonna meet up with those guys hopefully, like that I met in Vegas, like a few guys that own that fun company. Like, gonna go stay with them, like have a few drinks. Like, I met Michael Michael Leon as well for the first time in Vegas as well, which is really nice. He's a really nice guy. He lives in Portland. So. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna see him as well. Hopefully, go for a skate with him, have a beer, you know, like do something like that. So. You know, it should be a fun trip. So, all in all, I've done quite a lot of so far. I've got more to go. So, so this is more of a um, well. I guess you were out here for art shows and stuff. So it was work and yeah. also and just relaxing and yeah, it was skating like around. Two weeks work and then like two weeks holiday. So hopefully. So how how was the work part? You said you were in LA. Was it LA for the Scion thing or? Yeah, LA for the Scion thing. Yeah, that was cool actually. Like it was pretty easy. This guy, this guy Kenton helped me hang the stuff for the show and. A few of my things got broken when they sent them over, like the frames of the glass got broken, but it was pretty easy going actually, like it went up pretty quick, considering like I've done it a few times, I made like a big sort of installation with like, I think there were 40 works that went together on the wall, I mean there was so a big space, that Scion space in Culver City, it's like a real, real big space, so it's, it's pretty nice as well, it's pretty cool, and all the guys there are really cool, like Eric from uh, Giant Robot and Martin from Giant Robot were really nice, and the guys at the gallery, like, they were really nice guys as well. So it made it made it really enjoyable. Like, it's a lot easier than a few other shows that that I've had to do, you know, that sometimes things seem to take forever to go up and everything's really disorganised, but it wasn't. It was really well done and the opening night was really busy and it didn't just seem to be like, like you kind of get in London, like people that just come for the free drinks. I mean, obviously there were people there for that, but a lot of people did come to see the artwork, I think, so... It's pretty good. Is the uh, is the art for sale or is it just yeah. like an exhi- exhibition? No, it's, it's for sale. Like I sold a few things on the opening night, and like yeah, I think a few other people sold some stuff as well. So, and it was really cool. Like I met, well, I met, I met like a bunch of people there that, that I'd never met before, and I met Brian Ralph. Like his stuff's really cool. So I was really into his stuff. He's a really nice guy. Like really, really cool. Oh, that's rad. He's, he's good fun. So that was that was cool. Like it's nice to meet like new people. Or people that you've seen their artwork, but you've never actually met them, you know, it's like, that's a cool thing. Or people like like Eric at John Robert, I emailed him before and had like email conversations and you never actually met them. And it, it's funny, you know, like, it's funny meeting all the people from 2K as well when I went to Vegas, because I think cause you get that thing where because you email people, you have an idea in your head of what they will look like. And then when you meet them, you're like, they don't look like, like they look like, they look like that. And it's, you know, but that's it is actually. Cool kind of a question I had about your art um, I mean obviously your art's got like it's got like you would have an idea of what you would be like but you're like you know you're a smart nice Englishman I mean not that that <laughs> because you're English you're smart and nice but do you ever get like you find where you meet someone in person and they kind of have this idea of who you are and they're kind of yeah, like yeah 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 one of the girls at 2k sort of said she thought I'd be wearing a leather jacket and yeah, you, got, you got a flannel shirt on. It's not even flannel, but, you know, the print. Flannel yeah, print. yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'm sort of running out of clean clothes now. So. <laughs> I mean, I was wearing all metal shirts, but they, they actually they all sweated through, so I've got whatever I can get for free at the moment. So, yeah, no, I mean, but she was like, yeah, I thought you'd be wearing another jacket. I was like, it's really hot here. Like, I'm going to wear my leather <laughs> jacket here. But no, you know, yeah. People are often like, you don't look like you should. Like, you should look really gnarly. You, you do have long hair, though. Yeah, so that counts. Yeah, that's And that's a beard, death. so, you know, that's, that kind of works for me, I guess. But, yeah, you get it a lot of people like, you shouldn't like that. And the worst ones you ever get is, like, if people think because you're English, you're going to be fat and have a skinhead and sunburn and a football shirt. So you're like, um, no. 
<laughs> no, I don't look like that. I'm English and normal, not English and mental. So, but. so um, your trip up to the Pacific West, Northwest, or whatever. Like, your do you have any specific destinations? Any places are you going to go to? Uh, Burnside at Portland. Like, yeah, I want to go to Burnside, um, Orcas Island. I was going to ask if you were going to go there. Yeah, I want to go to Orcas Island. Are you guys going to camp or? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I mean we don't have anything yet. Like Alicia's, Alicia and Tim said we can borrow some of their tents that they've got at their house and. I'm quite happy just to get a sling bag and sleep at sleep like on the on the floor, you know, like anywhere. Like that we got like a few people that I met that we can sleep at their houses and in Seattle and Portland and then I guess in between it's kind of a case of sleeping like in the car and in tents, so But I'm quite happy just to sleep anywhere. It doesn't really bother me, you know. I li- I like sleeping outdoors without a tent, now that's kinda cool, like Yeah, it's super fun. And uh and then you have to go home to one day of moving out of your apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to go home and move, so that that could be a little bit a little bit stressful. Yeah. No, but there's nothing. You don't have to worry about it right now. You're you're. No, a nice no. Skate I'm trying vacation. not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry to bring it up. No, I'm trying not to because it's like my studio and my room at the same time. So and the rest of the house. So and I haven't actually packed anything yet. So it it'll you've got friends right? People yeah, are gonna help you out. Yeah, and I got loads of work to do as well. So. So obviously you live in where do where where do you live in England? Uh, I live in Brixton, which is like South London, so south of the Thames. Like. Is it a, a little sketchy over there at times? Or yeah, it's pretty ghetto. Yeah, it's it's pretty gnarly. Like like people get shot a lot in Brixton, and there's a lot of stabbings and muggings. And generally, you're all right if you don't really have anything to do with the drugs and stuff. Like it's it's usually all right, but it's just it happens. It's pretty in your face. Like like as soon as you come out of the tube station, there's people trying to sell you drugs and. It can be a bit scary sometimes, like at night. But, I mean, like, some guy got stabbed in the hallway outside my flat the other week. But that was kind of like, I think that guy just winds people up and he's a bit of a dick. Like, I think he kind of... Egged it on, maybe. Yeah, he might owe people money or something. Because he's in trouble all the time with the police as well. Like, there's always police around to their flat, like... So we were actually talking about, I was like, wait, guns? Guns are, like, illegal over there or whatever. And then I was thinking, you were saying, yeah, police don't carry them, but everyone else has them. Yeah, yeah, you know, in in Brixton, like, they were saying something like 70% of all gun crime that happens in London happens in Lambeth, which is, like, the area of London where Brixton's in. And, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, the police don't carry guns, but when they do carry guns, like, when you see the armoured police, they carry really big guns, like machine guns. Yeah. So... I guess it's kind of like it's all or nothing so <laughs> they're not just going to carry like piddly little things like when they need to call them out they call some real big ones so I mean do they patrol that area I'm, I'm just kind of curious not like, really like you hear sirens like we have, we have like I guess you guys call them ghetto birds over there like the helicopters helico- yeah, yeah the helicopters with the lights like you get them at night sometimes and like it, it can be kind of not like sometimes it can you can go like weeks and nothing happens and it's really nice and then Actually, I think my friend Lorp that used to do said it best that it's like as soon as the weather picks up and it gets hot, it's kind of like Predator Two, <laughs> where the heat comes out and people go crazy. Like, yeah, like we, it's just we don't have Danny Glover to help us out. So, oh man, he's hiding out in Hollywood. Yeah, if he could just move it to Brixton, like, and uh, I mean, or maybe if the Predator could come and just sort them out, or the dudes with guns, that might work. You know, no weapons, no sport. That's why it seems to be with the Predator. So. So you, you, I mean, obviously you do a lot of illustration work outside of like your own personal fine art stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like you do, what what kind of stuff? I mean, can you elaborate on? Like magazine stuff, uh, clothing, like fashion stuff. Um, 
do like skateboard graphics for some companies like in the UK and like Europe and stuff and I just did a board for Creature that comes out for Halloween and I'm I'm working on some stuff for Zero at the moment um yeah I'm, I'm meant to be working on some stuff well I am working on some stuff with, with Vans so that should work out pretty good and then I do stuff for 2k every season uh, I do work for my friend's company like Foz for heroin skateboards and uh, god who else like, like loads of stuff I just get like random emails from like small companies and I, do, I just do stuff like that and like magazines like I did stuff for Flaunt recently I do stuff for a magazine called Plan B which is like a new music magazine in, in England which is pretty I think it's pretty big they've got the good distribution now so that's pretty good like most months like if they have something metal related or like rock related I end up doing something for them which is kind of which is cool because then they kind of cater more for what I want to do and like every now and again I get like those sort of like crap jobs but you can't really turn them down because it's good money like I did something for an advert for Sony for like Poland or somewhere yeah and I had to draw some background that was just like roses or something and I was just like well it's a lot of money and not very much work which doesn't happen very often you know so I was just sort of like I'll do it take it and use that money to yeah you know stuff they're never going to put your name on it so it's not like anyone's going to be like oh that guy french drew that that's crap you know it's kind of like you can get away with it you can sort of be like you know that's obviously i'm not going to get away with it now am i I've just told everyone I just yeah i think you just okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know like there's stuff like that that you do and then it kind of helps you balance out as well because there'll be stuff that i want to do that people don't really have like people have a small company or something which you think is really cool that you don't they can't really pay you so you kind of balance out like well, they can't pay me, and that's way cooler, and I'm really into what they do. So I'll do that, but it's cool because I get money from this thing, which I'm not really into, but at least I get some money out of it, and I can... It's better than having to go and work in a skate shop again, you know, or getting, like, a really, really serious job, so... Oh, yeah. So do you have, like, a, a manager or anything like that that gets you those kind of jobs, or do they just sort of... Not come really. To you? No, I have, like, an agent, but she doesn't really get me anything. It's kind of like if you've ever seen Extras, like, with Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of an agent like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, you do wonder if she's ever actually turned the computer on, so... But, yeah, like, a lot of the time, it's just... It seems to be more word of mouth. The last year, like, I mean, I quit my last full-time job a year ago. And since then, I've just, just done my artwork, and it's been... It's been really good, like, and it's... It's been, like, a slow progression for years. I guess I guess everyone who, who works in this sort of area, you know... Yeah. Has the same thing where it, it like, builds up and... <clears throat> And like now, it seems to be that I, I'm getting more shows than I was before, and getting to be in more exhibitions, which I'm kind of into. Like I, I really like doing that a lot more. Like I, I think it's really nice, and it's really rad. Like because you actually meet people that are kind of into it rather than you, because you're never sure if someone buys a product that you do illustrations for. You're never sure if they're into the product or if they're into your illustrations. So, or maybe a bit of both. But it's nice because if someone comes to a show and buys a drawing, you know they've just bought that because they're into the drawing, not because. Not because they're into it, because it's like, oh, it's on a skateboard or it's on like a t-shirt company they're into, or that that t-shirt company's cool. So, it, it's really cool like that. Like it's it's nice to do shows rather than sell stuff. But I like making stuff for companies as well. I like the way it turns out, and it's always interesting to do something new, you know. So, so uh, you, I mean, in terms of your illustration work, um, do you have any like just suggestions for doing like freelance like illustration? I mean, like things that you've kind of mistakes that you might have made that you're like oh god if I only knew that one thing that just like that would have helped out a lot I don't know like I guess it's just with with like freelance stuff it, it's just like you kind of have to judge what's worth doing and what's not worth doing after a while because 
sometimes like I used to just take everything like whatever got offered like I take everything and now it's sometimes you have to think like if I do work for that one company like fair enough it's money but if it's kind of a bad company and I have a bad rep that maybe other companies might not want to use you or if that company's in one particular area like I don't know like shoes if you do work for them oh yeah then you can't work for anyone else you know or like like with skateboards it's like in the UK it seems kind of cool because everyone's kind of friends with everyone and you know that I can tailor like I do stuff for heroin I've done stuff for death and I've done stuff for like harmony skateboards as well good combo of names there yeah so <laughs> and then so but each graphic for every company is completely different like it's worked really differently and then the stuff I'm doing for Zero is really different and the thing I did for Creature is really different as well I mean fair enough you can tell it's my work but you have to kind of tailor it so that's one of the things I learned is that you can't not tailor it to other people's stuff and you can never really use the same thing again like Unless it was like something for like a tiny company that's going to make like five t-shirts and yeah. they didn't pay you and someone else is really into it and you want to do it, you know. It's, but I think one of the things is just be as nice to people as you can, you know. Just And I think the best thing to learn that I, that I learned was never be into it like, I don't think I've ever like called anyone or emailed anyone being like, Yo, yeah, you know, you've got to give me work like, like I'm so-and-so or anything. It's just more like, if you just call and if someone sort of says, oh, you know, I'm into that kind of work, like, I just send them drawings. That's the way I got into it was just like, I got work from just being like, oh, you know, you're into that. Oh, okay, well, maybe you'd like to see some of this and just send them like an email or join in the post or, I don't know, like, like I make like, like I made like these gift card things and just at Christmas just sent them out to people because I just thought they'd be into it, you know, or like, like when I had the show in LA, like I'd see people that I hadn't seen ages or people that I'd never actually really met but I'd emailed and I just gave them like these cards and I was like, you know, I thought you'd be into it. So it's kind of just like, if you cruise along, I think it's kind of karma, isn't it? Like, yeah, if you're yeah. cool about it, it'll be it'll be cool. If you're cool to like art, it'll be cool to you, you know? So, and it's just work hard, I guess. Like, like I work really, really hard. So, and like, I think this is the first time I've ever taken like two weeks off in my life to n just not do anything but go skateboarding. So... And fair enough. A lot of the time, I still have to check my emails every day. So, speaking of that, actually, I was thinking of uh, I was looking at your work earlier. I was like, just amazing. I mean, looked at your work a lot, but I mean, I was looking at earlier, trying to like think about it, and uh, just the the line work is so. There's so much of it. It seems like even like an eight and a half by eleven, that just a, like a four inch square would be so intense. Yeah, and I was wondering. It made me think about like. Your mental state, like what? What are you thinking about when you're? You know, you, I mean, you can't really think about the overall thing when you're working on well, such precise line yeah, stuff. I mean, I know what you mean. I, well, the way I draw it usually is if, if, if like, so I'm drawing like a big picture, like, like the one, one of the, sh the pieces, the pieces that's in the show in in Scion is is like a big like wizard turning a clock to like midnight, and he's holding a scythe, and there's all like smoke coming out from behind the clock and behind him. So what I do is I draw like the figure and the clock maybe like and it's kind of like light pencil with like hardly any detail in it and then do the lines that are going to be the smoke and the steam and stuff. So it's all pretty light. And then gradually add the detail in with pencil. So it's kind of still only guiding lines. So it's still not that detailed. And then when I finally do it, I add the main lines and then go back into and do it. So it kind of comes. So it'll, it'll be done in like stages. So it, yeah. the detail gets added. So I never actually sort of just specify on like one square because you have to make it look like it all fits together and sometimes I even do that and then go back over it with like a bigger pen and make some of the lines bolder so it stands out like like maybe like if the figure like with the where his beard's then I need like an extra line around the edge like like 
kind of like a guideline, I guess. But what about like um, when you're? I mean, obviously you do like an, a beginning sketch or whatever, and but then you go in and you start filling in those lines where it's, yeah. it seems like sort of the creative part's sort of done, and now you're just kind of going through the not. I wouldn't say motions. No, that's not I, right, I, I don't know. Like, no? I think that's kind of more maybe the creative part because I like do that and like say like I'm, I don't know like drawing hair or something like that's kind of the fun part because you kind of get in a zone and you just sort of putting these lines in and. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing to do. You just your brain sort of works out that's how it should look, mm-hmm. like that's just the way it should be. Like it's just, it's hard. I guess I guess everyone has it. Like in something, if they draw or whatever, like they get like that's just the way it is. Yeah. Like like Stefan Mox. Whenever I look at his work, because he's like a friend of mine, I'm always like, how the how the hell does he draw like these big pictures with all these things in it? But then I've seen him draw one, and he literally does just sort of go, in his sort of crazy little German way. So it just goes. Oh, it just goes like here, and, and then he just—you can see him drawing it, and he will just be like, oh, and then like a man, it's like a French fry goes like here, and then, and you just watch him do it, and it's just like in his head that works out, like he just knows that that's got to go there, he just fills it up, and like that's not the way I do it, so like, I guess that's like everyone has a different way of working, so, like I imagine everyone does that, like, people who paint, I imagine, work in different ways as well, but yeah, quite often like. Like some of Stefan Mark's works, like the big things with loads of stuff in it, it's probably as intricate as mine. But you never think about that because it's all little characters and stuff. So, but he works in a completely different way. Like I think he pretty much starts in one corner and spreads out across the page. You know, so it's it's just one of those things. Where I think it's just the technique you develop. Like, I mean, I've been doing it for a long time, so I guess it's just one of those things that you just you sort of work out. I just I just like technical stuff like that. Like I just think it looks sick. Like. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah, I yeah. guess because I, I used to just draw really simply, like for ages, I just drew like kind of almost like what are the guide the guiding drawings now, like the ones that I would never use. Like I kind of used to draw like that, and it was just a bit. I don't know. I just got into different like the artwork that I was into didn't really look like that, and I guess your taste changes, so your work develops, and you know, like it's come a long way. I think in like the last five years, I think my work's changed a hell of a lot. So you know, it's it's kind of weird to like say to someone like oh this is my work five years ago and this is now and it just looks completely different you know so well it's good to change obviously yeah I mean hopefully yeah. hopefully like another five years it'll be completely <laughs> different again and, and but still but still like interesting in the same way to people so speaking of interesting you were in Kansas for yeah. a while yeah how, how did you end up in Kansas I just went to school there like um, I got like an like they offered an exchange at the university I went to in England and they offered it for the graphics program, but I was doing fine art, and I sort of went and asked if they were going to offer it to anyone else, and they sort of like, well, yeah, but you have to write a proposal to to go to the dean of the school in Kansas. So, well, they offered, I think it was like, what did they offer? They offered somewhere crazy, like New Orleans or Chicago or something, and maybe New York, and I think they were a bit shocked, and I was like, I'll go to Kansas, and they were like, why is that? And I was just like, well... Out of all those places, like that's the one place I would never go. So that I should go there, because yeah. it, it would be the best. I've never been to America before, so I was like, well, that would be the best place to go. And that that's the, that's America. That's yeah, <laughs> and it's that's the most American place I've ever been in my life. It was it was amazing, and the people were so cool. And like some of the friends I made in Kansas, are like, the best people I've ever met in my life. So, you know, it's it's just an amazing thing. To when do. when you went back to England, did you? Uh, what was the story? Everyone's like Kansas. Yeah, people what, just tell me the best story that during, that happened when you were there in Kansas. Um, man, there were so many good stories. Like, I don't know. There was like like one one day, like this guy Matt, this guy Matt Casty that I used to live with. Um, he's like a really good friend of mine now, and 
he just sort of said, what do you want to do, like, at a weekend? Like, what, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I want to, I want to like, drive tractors, shoot guns, you know, like, and go to a farm. And he was like, that's pretty easy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? So he drove me out to, like, where he grew up in this town called Wimigo. And pretty much on the first night, like, we, we went out for, like, parties at the K-State, which is the other university. Oh, at, at which point, see, there's another, see, there's so many stories. There's another story in that where it's his party and it had, like a, like, a trash bag full of popcorn. And the party was shit, so me and Matt stole the trash bag and emptied it in one of the dudes who owns the, the, the house his party was in the front of his truck. But it was, like, so much popcorn, it came out to, like, the window level. So when he come back the next day, he must have just opened his truck and popcorn just fell out. And still to this day, I just would have loved to have seen that guy's face when he opened his truck, it's full of popcorn. But, like, yeah, we, we went back and, like, his friend had, like, his dad owned all these guns, like, so many guns. And we just went out and shot guns the next day and they had, like, like military pistols, like, rifles, Smith & Westerns, like, pump actions. Had, like, this elk gun that you had to put together in three pieces and, like, fired a flame at the end of it, like, a foot long when I fired it. And they all thought it was really funny to watch me fire it and almost fall over. Like they were like hiding behind this car and laughing when I was like trying to fire it. And they're like, don't, don't try and aim it, just pull the trigger. And, and they were like, you're going to get a bruise on your shot. And it properly was just like, bang. And I think I pretty much dropped it when I fired it. But it was, it was amazing, like all stuff like that. And we used to just go to like, go to house parties. My fr- me and my friend Nate just used to get really drunk, like go to house parties and like, pretty much crowd like I remember going to one party and crowd surfing in the kitchen because it was that busy at the party and I think Nate pretty much used used to use my English accent to get himself laid nice Nice. yeah I I think he kind of was into that you know he kind of liked that idea so it was pretty funny so um a perfect uh interview ender upper is um so what what do you got I mean you're going on a up to Seattle and back, but then uh, and you have to move apartments, and we're not trying yeah. to think about that. But what are you, uh, what are your future plans in terms of uh, shows or projects um, or whatever? I got, I got a show which uh, Cody Hudson's invited me to put work in. Like there was like one before that was like a, a role playing game themed show oh, that was in actually, Chicago. I, I have a follow up question. Okay, All right, keep yeah. Going so on. so I'm go- that show's in Chicago and it opens on the sixth of October. So I just actually booked a flight. Um, to go there, I haven't actually, like, I've got the work that I did before, but uh, hopefully I'm going to have some new work to take, and I'm going to try and paint something on the wall and stuff, that was my idea, was to go and, because I didn't get to go to the Chicago show, because I didn't have any money, but hopefully I've got some now, so, that's, like, one of the next things, and I've got to finish my zero graphics, and a bunch of other stuff, like, fuck no, it's like, a load of, a load of t-shirt graphics I've got to do, i got to do some stuff for a shop it, like, a, my friend's shop in Australia called Supply, like, I've got a bunch of stuff to do for him. He wants me to do, like, a bunch of heavy metal-style T-shirts, which would be really cool. Ed Repka, who did all the Nuclear Assault album covers, and, I don't know, like, pretty much most good death metal album covers, like the paintings, like, he just did T-shirts for them, so I'm pretty stoked to be in the same boat as that guy, so... We, we should get you to do a fecal face shirt. Yeah, I'd be stoked. Oh, all right. Do a metal so, shirt, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do, do, like, a proper hardcore, maybe, uh, like, a nun with a cunt out or something. Yeah. I also got to give you one of the uh, Travis Miller shirts we got over here. Sick. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So, uh, were you in into D and D or anything when you were in? Uh, me and my brother used to play Warhammer. Really? Yeah, we used to what play is Warhammer. What? You never heard of Warhammer Forty uh-uh. K? Uh-uh. Well, like what? Like Warhammer? Like regular Warhammer was yeah. like a role play game where you just play it, and then Warhammer Forty K is 
the one with the lead figures that you paint lead figures and you have like orcs and eldar oh we were talking weren't we talking about this just the other night yeah i think we might have been yeah yeah and like me and me and my brother and then one of the bands i really got into called bolt thrower they they used to use the artwork like the warhammer 40k artwork like well i'd say used to be into i'm really into them still now but like yeah they they used all the 40k artwork and it's really amazing so that i mean that was just one of the things like I kind of was just into it because my brother was like that was kind of it. I wasn't really into it because I I didn't wasn't, and I think I was a bit young. I didn't really get it, but it was just like all the other guys were into metal and kind of into drawing and stuff. Were into forty k, so and it was it was a funny thing to be into. You know, it's kind of like now you look at and you're like, man, I was a geek. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is this is almost perfect because the uh, they just listened to the entire album and us talk over it. That's pretty good. So. Um, why don't we say uh, thanks for the first uh, interview? Sick. Yeah, thanks a lot. And thanks then, um, yeah, of course. And then uh, we'll, we're gonna, you know, whatever these people have downloaded or not. Like we're gonna do some death metal and yeah, yeah. Then we're gonna drink and talk to our friends that are hanging out in the living room, wondering what the hell we're doing over how. So, uh, all right, bye. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks. Bye bye.